You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. going on guys welcome to another episode of peer pleasure with dewey halpas on eagle vision records and sound talent media i am dewey your host with the most bringing you more great content week after week this well this today not this week today we're in the 12 days of peer pleasure jamie madrox from twisted is on the program now twisted was a band uh that i did not grow up listening to um i did definitely we did discover icp and those guys back in uh way back in the day when i was still in alaska and it was like the 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 attraction to it was just how obscene it was um and so you know kids would have these cds and hide them from their parents and it was became like the the thing to do the thing to check out um and to be honest is something that just didn't catch on with me um but you know, my my friend John from the Brutally Speaking podcast was like, hey, you should really have Jamie on the show. We are podcast mates or label, I guess, network mates at Sound Talent Media. And uh, my friend Charlie does the the PR for him. So I was like, let's do this thing. I would love to chat with him. And it went really well. He's one of the most positive people I have ever spoken to. Um, just a, a wealth of positivity. I felt so inspired after this conversation. We did it live on Twitch, uh, and a ton of his fans came on board and were really supportive of the show, what we're doing here. Um, and that's something I will say about the fan base uh, for Twisted, ICP, all those people, uh, is they are just amazing fans. Like, they will do anything um, for the artists. I mean, they're dedicated, and, you know, I think... A lot of people give them a bad rap. I think it's a because they don't understand it. I think people fear what they don't understand. 
Um, but I wanted to bring something like this to our show because I, I really, uh, I just want to be able to talk to anybody, you know, I want to talk to, to everybody about their story. Um, but you know, I, I really think you guys are going to enjoy this chat and really get inspired because Jamie is so positive and I really appreciated having him come on. So let's get some business out of the way and we'll jump right in. So purepleasurepodcast.com is the website. If you want to tell a friend about the show, definitely send them there. Purepleasurepod at gmail.com is the email. If you want to get in touch with me, questions, guest ideas, anything like that. I want you guys to join the Facebook group, the Peer Pleasure Podcast Inner Circle. Also the Twitch, twitch.tv slash Podcast. And also the premium service is peerpleasure.supportingcast.fm. That has access to all the videos of the shows, also the uh, past cast, as well as the ad-free feed. Um, but yeah, let's uh, let's jump into this one. I We're well into the 12 days still. Hopefully you guys are sticking with me. I really appreciate that. And, and uh, so let's jump into this conversation with Jamie Madrox from Twisted. Absolutely. I'm, uh, I'm stoked to have you, dude. So congratulations on charting so well with this new record. Dang, dude. It's, I saw that on Instagram yesterday, day before yesterday. Yeah. Like number yeah. four. I, I, man, I've heard so many different numbers. I am just in <laughs> awe. I'm just like, I, I've always say this and I always will just taking it how I can get it, man. I, 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 have, I, I want to say I have no expectations. I secretly do, but, but I, I just appreciate everything. I think that's the key to everything is just appreciating the stuff that you get and, and what you're blessed up with and, uh, and continue to work hard throughout. Yeah, absolutely, man. I, I absolutely. And I, I, uh, it's awesome, especially when you're doing stuff on your own, like, like, uh, you know, making your own way. That's what I love to see in music sure. is just people making their own way and, and, uh, not writing anything, right? Like not writing any coattails. Like they're just, let's jump in the water and see what happens, which seems like what you guys I'm, did a way it's back. Like just went out on sure, your own, which sure. is killer. Yeah. Uh, uh, it's, it's stepping away from, from something that you feel comfortable with and trying to make a new way is, is always uh, a challenge, but, uh, you know, risk and rewards, man. You know what I mean? It, it feels all the more greater to actually get your hands dirty and get in there and actually get something done. And, and to know it gives you a better understanding too, of, of how, how the industry is or, or how things work. You know what I mean? Uh, communication is key with everything. I, I'm like, that's, that's everything. And sometimes when I don't know about a certain working of something, then I speak about it. And then I feel that I probably shouldn't have spoke inside voice. You know what I mean? Cause it's like, but it's nice to know it's, 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 it's like all of this stuff. You know what I mean? It's like, it's, it's, it's nice to be involved in things. You, it gives you a better uh, understanding of the inner workings of everything. 
Yeah, absolutely, dude. Absolutely. And and it can be terrifying, I'm sure. But also, yeah, like you say, the reward. I mean, the reward is huge. I mean, you guys have a massive fan base, like rabid fan base, which is something That's that awesome. I'm trying to remember the first time I was exposed to the genre. And I think it was with, I was back in, uh, I'm 39 now. And it was back okay. in middle school or high school. A friend of uh, a friend of a friend had the great Malenko record. Wow. Wow. And I'd never heard anything like that before. I was like, this is like that's crazy. filthy, but like, like, it, mm-hmm. you know, that's when you're first starting to like branch out into like obs- obscene things and like trying to, you're swearing in front of For all sure. your friends because you think you look cool, like, but you don't know how yeah. to do it yet. And you're learning all these new things. I think, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's finding yourself, man, throughout, throughout the growth, man. Absolutely. And, and that was a great record and, and, and a great, a great time, uh, uh, for those guys and for us, you know what I mean? Cause it was like, as they were being introduced to the world, uh, we were there with them. So, mm-hmm. so we got to see a lot of, uh, on the job training, a lot, a lot of, you know, soak this up firsthand. Don't, you know, like I fuck reading it in a textbook. I'm watching it happen in front of me right now. You know what I mean? And it's like, yeah. and to see, the, the highs and the lows and everything in between. And you know what I mean? And to learn a lot of things, quite frankly, and to apply that to what Paul and I have done with George, Mike, and everybody as we go forward to the right. It's like, I think everybody had to see and be in the places. Like everything happens for a reason. The the, the knowledge and the, and the on, on the job training, again, that, that, you, that you take and take with you, man. It's like, it's, it's putting that forward in the, the shit that we build. So it's all, it, it, it all, all stays up here and it all adds, hopefully. Yeah. Dude, and and it was just such a such a pivotal time that when you're that young, like hearing stuff like that, and then like Marilyn Manson, like Antichrist Superstar came out, and I was like, "What is like this?" Terrifies me. Another but I love it. Record. That was like, crazy. Holy yeah, man. shit, you know. And, different uh, times, man. Different times, but yeah, you're right though. Yeah. Absolutely, man. And you have to hear what? it from someone that has it, like someone owns it, or you watched on TV, like some of that stuff, For like. Sure. Of course, you know, ICP is not going to be on, on MTV, really, like you, Marilyn Manson will. But, like, someone has to have it. There was no, like, internet yeah. to find it. There was no YouTube. Uh, I want to say it was, like, wasn't it Wasn't it Sweet Dreams or something? That was the that was the MTV ad for, for them at the time. And it was just, like, and it just kept going and going. And the, and the more that it was like that, the more it became, like, solidified as a household name and stuff like that. It's just crazy, man. It's Again, it, it's history. It's, yeah. it's great. It's, it's, a, it's such a tool, man. You know what I mean? And to use in the now. Yeah. Do you, do you remember, uh, when you were growing up, what first like started terrifying you, like giving you that tingle, like that, that, uh, like this is kind of wrong maybe, but I like it. Like, you know what I mean? Like kind of sucks you in. Like I was talking about like Marilyn Manson probably, or whatever, like it would probably be horror movies for, for me. Uh-huh. Uh, uh, I remember seeing like, like, I mean, we can go as back far as like, you know, last house on the left, Let's do you know it. what I mean? That's a great example. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. then you're just like, okay, again, understanding this is what the fuck is this? You know, why am I seeing this? Like what the fuck, you know, and, and, and having it be like something that, you know, you understand that this is some sort of an entertainment. This is a form of expression. You know what I mean? Wes Craven, shout out Wes Craven, RIP. <laughs> you know what I mean? But it's like, it's like, Without those bold movies, other people wouldn't have been inspired to take other jumps and leaps of faith in in cinemata or cinematic gold or or be it music. You know what I mean? That shit like that because like we were heavily influenced by the movies to do the music and and kind of found our niche somewhere in there 
You know what I mean? As we go from House of Crazies to Twisted to where we are now, you know what I mean? The evolution of us, it it was like um, that was our that was our escape. That was our escape from reality when shit got really crazy. Like we'd go watch Evil Dead. You know what I mean? It was like and we'd know the dialogue word for word. It's the same shit. You know what I mean? Just like how people can sing these songs like, you know, from their heart, man. It's right here and it's right here, dude. You know what I mean? And it, yeah. it's it's like I get it. And it's to understand that that everybody has a something like that. How how old were you when you first started watching horror movies? Super duper young. I don't know <laughs> if I was supposed to be watching them, yeah. but I, I would say, you know, again, the 70s were a crazy time, man. We didn't have seatbelts and we were just sliding in the back seat <laughs> while they were taking turns. It was a different time and we made it and we're here. But uh, I, I don't know, like I'll take a stab at seven, maybe seven, okay. ten, something like that. You know what I mean? Uh, uh, old enough to 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 be like holy shit what is this Mm because we were like a big sci-fi horror family you know what i mean like we'd go and we had the the family movie card and everyone would rate videos and you know it was just it was a thing man you go get dinner and everybody come home and watch that double feature so there wasn't a sci-fi star trek star wars buck rogers it wasn't a fucking part of the galaxy that wasn't combed by me and my family we were there (laughs) <laughs> we have the strengths to prove it i promise hell yeah i love it was it. great though it kind of it kind of it, it was just like an escape and it was just something that was familiar and it's something that we shared so so kind of that that might be that might be the reason why it's so near and dear to me but just the fact that we found such comfort in it as we grow mm-hmm. you know then i still do it today Dude. so there's still movies I put on when I'm just having that day. I'm like, Willy Wonka, put it on, put it on Gene Wilder. Yeah. Good day, sir. Dude. And you're like, yeah, motherfucker. Good day. You know, like, yeah, man. Dude. Hell yeah, man. Sometimes. hundred percent, man. I, I remember riding my bike down to Guthrie's video with the video card and like just finding what looks cool all the way until we were like maybe 17 or 18. We'd still go to the the movie store and just find, we, I think we rented, I spit on your grave. And Ooh, just because yeah, of the cover, I was like, one. this looks fucked up. And mm-hmm. it was fucked up. It was, it was completely it was fucked just up. Like, That's fuck. another one. I'm like, wow. It was insane. Yeah. And, but we would it do was. that just fine from the, from the movie covers. Like that's how we For rented sure. orgasmo. You've probably seen that movie, right? With yep, a yep, thousand yep, times. Yep. Uh, yeah. yeah. Love that shit. That was, uh, we did the same, you know what I mean? And it was like, that was, that was how that we, we would frequent the, the horror aisle. You know what I mean? And we would just literally look for the most outrageous artwork or what, what captivated us or what called to us. And it's like, oh, man, this is great. Look at this. Prince of Darkness. What's that? Look at that color. Wow, it pops. It's so cool. Let's get that, you know? Yeah. And you just watch these movies and it's like, yeah, man, it's like it's it's like the fabric of our DNA, man. It's the kind of shit that that I still leads me to believe like that's why when I see movies, I gravitate more towards horror movies now. Like mm-hmm. I try to support as many as I can, you know, that come out because it's like it's awesome that people are still doing that and still keep it alive, man. Whether we got to recalibrate, reinvent, reboot, re 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 motherfucker, whatever we got to do, we got to <laughs> do it. Let's get it and keep the, keep the dream alive, man. Dude. Yeah. And, and that's probably how you met uh, our mutual friend Spencer from ice nine kills. I'm sure through horror movies or, or is it through music? We actually, uh, we actually were on the warp tour together. Okay. So we, we were, we were blessed to be on the last run of that and got to meet a lot of people like that. And, and just the, 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 lot of similarities there like the horror movie thing is is, is absolutely that you know what mm-hmm. i mean like he knows his shit he, he, he you know he is a he is a horror fan through and through i dabble he he is a pro <laughs> spencer is a pro but but i love that though because i mean it's like 
that's how you know you're, he's like one of us. It's like, he's so very passionate about it. It's like, as I, as am I, like, what do you mean that? No, part three is where he gets the hockey mask originally. God damn it. And you know, like, you're like, okay, okay. Fucking, he knows yeah. his shit, you know? Like, yeah, man, I, I get like that too. So I love that. I, I love that. It's, it's, uh, it just means that it means a lot to us. Yeah, absolutely. Us real horror fans, I suppose is what I'm saying. Dude, did you, did, so you, you grew up in like a movie loving family. Was it a musical family as well? Yeah, uh, there. Not, I would say like music was always playing in the house, mm -hmm. but it was like a wide array of things, like everything from like Barry White to like, you know, the Bee Gees. It was like, you know, it was that 70s funky vibe and, and it was like anything with like a good backbeat. Mm -hmm. But then, you know, like a wide array of just everything, Elvis and the Beatles and the Rolling Stones and just like a bunch of shit always playing. And I, I think what really always captivated me or when I feel, at least I feel that I started really paying attention and, and, and felt something that like, cause I love kiss. That was my shit through and through. It was a more of a, like, this is my shit. I, that's I had, everyone has their thing. I have that. But when I heard, um, Paul McCartney and the wings, mm -hmm. the band on the run and just musically how it changed three times. It's like, it hit me. And it was like some sort of a, a musical puzzle that still to this day, we still reference it in the studio and, and just that immediate, you know, uh, swing in the, in the beat. And just like, it was, it intrigued me. So I don't know, maybe that might've been one of the first steps of the, you know, the interest in music to do it, but I never really thought I would do it. I, I not that I know, not that I recall, like I never really thought like, you know, that's what I'm going to be. I probably thought I was gonna be a fucking astronaut or something. I don't know. Basically <laughs> over here is going to be an astronaut. You hear that? No. Yeah, it is what it is. Dude. Who knows who you wanted to be back then? I asked my daughter sure, what she wanted sure. to do when now she grows up. Kids and their, their instant go-to answer is an influencer. That's today's answer. Dude. When we were kids, it was a fucking, it was what, like a, a doctor, a policeman, an astronaut, fucking, you know, shit, simple shit like that. I say simple shit. You go to space, hey, God damn it, and tell me what's simple. Don't you trivialize those astronauts. Dude, you just make a billion yeah, dollars. You're, you're heading there. You don't have I to know anything. I, I don't just know, write man. The check. I don't know. <laughs> i'm going to space camp man dude first thing i do my daughter's response to, to that question what do you want to be when you grow up was a telescope it was the yeah, greatest yeah. thing ever i was like are you <laughs> she was Boy, younger yeah. but she wanted to be a telescope and now we still joke That's with her great. about it she's she's nine now and oh, dude it's oh hilarious gotta love that but uh that's great anything yeah. with a uniform i think is what's cool to kids you know like probably you know but so so you grew up on on some some seventy shit. You got to show some rock and roll in there. You got some, like you said, mm -hmm. Barry White, like that groove, like Barry Paul, White, Paul McCartney, uh, the Rolling Stones. Do you know? So Charlie, your publicist, a friend of mine, I just had her on. I did not know her mm -hmm. dad engineered those first Rolling Stones records for like the first thirteen years of their oh. career. You guys God could you guys could tell crap. some stories back and forth. It's and he hit the Beatles Love as that. well, like uh, uh, the first Led Zeppelin record. Dude, mm -hmm. dude is prolific. Uh, That's anyway, awesome. side note. So but, um, so when did when did hip hop come into play for you then? Um, I think it was when uh, when me, Paul, and Brian started to become closer as friends, and we would like trade music like how you would trade baseball cards or comic books. Mm -hmm. I would be like, "You got to hear this band. They're called Cinderella." They're like, oh, you got to hear these guys. They're called the Fat Boys. I'm like, well, wait a minute. You got to hear this band called Quiet Riot. They're like, oh, man, you got to hear Run DMC. And I'm like, oh, wait, what? And I remember us going like on the bus. We caught the bus to Eastland so we could all go buy uh, Raisin Hell from Run DMC. 
And again, that was another, again, I remember little silly dumb shit for just, just how I remember, but I, not that it, it's important because later on you'll see, like, even with comic books, it's all about the variant mm-hmm. and, and the variant issue. But I remember that was one of the first records, obviously that I had purchased on my own, but also that came in different colorways. I want to say it was like red and purple, red and green or something or, or, or blue and green. It was like three or four different variants. And I remember we each bought one. We didn't know if it had different songs. We didn't fucking know. We didn't know. It was a cassette. We bought cassettes. Yeah. God damn it. Mm-hmm. And it was just, and it was just rad. And it was like, that was like my introduction into it. And, and public enemy came after that. And it just, and it just kept going from there at tribe called quest. And, and I just found different things that I thought was more interesting from, from attitude to, to poetry to, you know, like just, I found so many different things that I loved about it that I stayed and never left. <laughs> Dude. Uh, you're bringing me back now with cassettes <laughs> for real man it was like you know the the beasties all of that shit like it yeah. all had a time and a vibe and it all came in and out of, of my life and it always came back so i knew you know they say i love something let it go if it's yours it'll come back to you and it's like it always did it always came back to me and it was like hey man you gotta hear this it's like god damn it's so good and and you just write like that same with rock you know what i mean mm-hmm. it's like it's all these things it's like the soundtrack to your life things that that you put on when you're feeling a kind of way you know what I mean? Yeah. And you hope that it still hits the same all these years later. Dude, I love that you, 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 I always believe music imprints on you, like where you mm-hmm. were, like you can, like I can smell the car I was in when I heard certain records, right? Like I can transport back there. Like when I heard the That's black so album dope. from Metallica on cassette from a boom box in my buddies, like in the back of the school bus on a cold Alaska wow. morning, like I, love I can it. remember, I can remember the season. I can remember the smells like, it imprints on you hundred percent. That's so awesome. There's, there's yeah, I remember I remember opening up the, the the porch windows and putting on Nirvana bleach on my mom's shitty stereo system and putting the speaker in the window and just rocking the fuck out and being like, Holy shit, dude, what is this? Why why am I just now hearing this? You know what I mean? It's like yeah. Just, it's great, man. Just, just, just times. And I agree with you though. You remember everything around you. It's like, it's mm-hmm. like a mental photograph. Absolutely. 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 Dude, that I, I just had Dale Crover on from the Melvins. He was the drummer on some of bleach. Like, um, and he, Damn. he and Kurt started a band before that called fecal matter, which I don't wow. know if you've heard this, but it's on YouTube. It is one of the most really? raw, like records I've wow. ever heard. And it's like, That's Kurt dope. is Kurt's sick. So he's like, his voice is shot. He's like, he's cussing when he fucks up. He's like, fuck, like, cause they're recording directly wow. onto a reel to reel at his aunt's house. And so it's on crazy. YouTube. You should check it out. It's great. I will um, definitely check it out. I, that, that's, that's fucking crazy. It'll blow your mind, dude, to hear that, that early dude, on that. how good they were. I, yeah. Like I love going back and finding, you know, like, uh, uh, like when you find the discography of a person or mm-hmm. a band or an artist or something like that, and you, you tap in and then you go backwards and rediscover things. And it's like, yeah, man, that I definitely will check that out. For sure. And there's another thing to check out. It's a documentary called cassette and it's all about tape trading. Um, oh, wow. like what we're talking about, like making, and there's yeah. another one called analog love. I just watched. Um, and that wow. one's like strictly how to make a mixtape, how people made mixtapes, what wow. they, you know, you had to sit there and play the song and wait for it to end. Like you had to like yeah, live man. it before you gave it, which is oh, insane. Oh, trust me. I come from the age of, uh, I remember, or at least I should say, I remember, uh, people putting like, um, straw paper in the corners of the cassette or putting a piece of clear tape so you could tape over it and yeah. then you're waiting for the dj to shut up so you can hit record and play <laughs> real fast and grab your song because there was none of this just just go get it you know what i mean exactly. it was like yeah 
that's that's, that's love and dedication. When you wait for us, so you're recording <laughs> and, and fucking playing. You're like, get it. And you hit them both at the same time. It's like, yeah, man, that's dedication. I think, and and that goes to show you how important music is to just us as humans. Yeah, it is. It's a need to have it. But you know that when someone gave you that tape, they lived through it. Like they sat through that first. And it's this connection. It's like writing a letter to somebody. Like they sat with those words. They didn't just type it out and send it. Like just their hand collected them all and collected them all as 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 a mood just flowing through. And when it got to CD. That's what it was pretty rad too, because that, that's that's kind of more. I tap in more on the mixed CDs than I do on the cassettes, but I do understand that because mm-hmm. uh, me and my dude Fritz were talking the other day, and and he was he showed me this like it was an order form from I don't know what the hell we would call it early '80s, and it was the only way at the time that you could get like metal tapes and stuff like that, because it just wasn't, you know, it wasn't a week later on in life. You get that, you know, 10 CDs for a penny shit later on. That's when it's more <laughs> abundant, but this is like all before all that, when it's like, you, you couldn't just go to the store and, and get like Iron Maiden. Like you just couldn't, you know what I mean? And it was like, this was kind of like a, Oh shit, I got to order it special. And you know, like the, again, the idea of seeking things out, finding them and, and making them your own because it's part of who you want to be. That's, that's awesome. Dude, absolutely. It's, it's such a great thing. And, and to be able to have lived through that, like you and I, like people just don't understand, like I, my kids oh, will really? never understand that. Like, and also it's with true. CD, you never had to like, you could tell how long the song was. So you knew it would fit. If you For got real. to the end of a side of a tape and it cuts half the song off, fuck, you got to do the whole thing over again. <laughs> it's so frustrating. Yep. That's so, it too. So you were in Detroit then you grew up in Detroit. Mm-hmm. Okay, so like in the city, or were you in the suburbs, or like? No, we we grew up in in the city. Okay, because that's a that's a tough place to grow up, man. I grew up in Alaska, Absolutely. like in on a small island, and then moved to Portland, Oregon, where I'm now. But what was it like growing up in Detroit? Like, were you did you have a lot of freedom being in the it was, city? It was it was cool because to me, it was like by the time I was old enough to to hang out or to be able to ride my bike. I was introduced to a lot of different cultures and a lot of different kids and a lot of different families. And you would get to learn things about people, you know, they would express, we would bend to each other. You know what I mean? It was like, it was like the only time I can actually remember everyone was equal. Mm -hmm. Like no matter what, we all came from the same place. We all talked the same. We all looked the same. We were just a bunch of dirty ass kids. And that was just the shit. You know what I mean? And I think that's, like the biggest takeaway of all of it from me. It was just a time when, when everybody was just like, that's, that's, we're all the same, man. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. We get now, now where we're at today, it's a, it's, it's a crazy, crazy different, completely different spectrum. But, but that those were simpler times as far as I'm concerned. And I think that's one of the greatest things that, that will always ring true about it. Mm -hmm. Okay. I I was just curious on that because I've, I've toured there a bunch and I've never spent more than a day or two. But when I'm there, yeah, it's just I like mean, this it's, feeling it's, like it's just rough, like sometimes, you know, like. Oh, yeah. No, I, I mean, it, it gets that way as as you go to the right, you know, in time in the timeline or whatever. But mm-hmm. yeah, for, you know, and and that was the biggest thing, you know, was was getting out and and and, you know, and continue to keep pushing. Yeah, dude, it's uh, it, it seems like a lot of these things really shaped what you're doing now and you know, all this just like, everything's just kind of a mixed bag. Like there's so many different, like you said, different cultures, 
different For uh sure. different um not genres different uh like technology so like mm-hmm. cassettes cds like getting all that and like hearing all these things just so much so much mixed together is what gives sure. you this like this output that's so unique you know like it's just this like uh i love seeing how all that comes together and that's why i talk about this stuff because where that stuff started from like that video store right like that you're seven years old seeing that horror movie like i'm sure there's times you think about that on stage still like where it kind of pops back in your head for a second as you're singing about something right i remember i remember my uh my dad used to i want to say this was probably before this would like predate hbo i think it was on on entertainment and there was like a dude and uh and my dad used to buy like what would be mixtapes but they were vhs tapes mm-hmm. because you know like i don't know he, he must have did good or something but we ended up being blessed with a vcr and this was a big deal it was a top loader and he would yes. buy like these mixtapes of cartoons for me and i mean we're talking like three hours of just all types of crazy different cartoons and shit like that. And it just, that that's a fond memory of just, again, like simpler, simpler times. But then again, there's, you know, there's other shit that you see that, that makes you want to push, like, you know, standing in the wick line and, you know, watching, watching the other side of the world. And, and, you know, it's like, yeah, man, it, it, it makes one strive to want to better oneself. Dude, when you bring that up, the wick line, like that, that kind of stuff, like, I hope no one ever has to experience that kind of stuff, of course. For but sure. when you have, like, For sure. you can go two ways with it. You can view it as mm-hmm. a stepping stone or you can view it as your reality. Like, the, this is who I this am. Is this true. is who I'm going to be. Or I'm not going to keep doing this. Like, this will get For me sure. through this week. And I'm, move, I'm working, you know, to get out of it's it. Also, it's also strange from, like, a, a social experiment, too, because as a kid, you don't really notice it. But today, uh, what I refer to as WIC would be, like, the bridge card or government assistance. Mm-hmm. And you would still see – I still see it. You know what I mean? And it, it takes everything. Sometimes I'm just like, you know, I'll say something. Like, dude, you're a fucking asshole. Like, how these people are treated. You know, like, if you're it, – it's, it's almost like you're belittling yourself because you don't have it to make it meet to the, the ends, so to speak. You know what I mean? And then you got some – snarky ass register person who's trying to you know what i mean make an uncomfortable situation already more uncomfortable and i think that's the kind of shit that when we were kids we didn't really notice Mm -hmm. we didn't notice that shit happening to our parents per se if they were paying with you know food stamps or whatever at the grocery store we didn't give a shit we had you know candy in our hand we're like oh let's go home that's great (laughs) you know you didn't really understand the 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 seriousness of, of how your parents were trying to make keep keep a roof over your head and keep it pushing you know what i mean mm-hmm. so it's like now in hindsight looking at that it's like yeah man it's always going to be about the come up absolutely it's it's you know you you when you're a kid too like you my dad used to write a check all the time like that was his thing i yeah. was like oh this takes forever you know but you don't notice mm-hmm. when it takes a little bit longer to check online you know we were paying those like with wick i think it stands for women women infant children or something like that the assistance, like you get for milk and cheese and yeah, things like yeah, that. Yeah. They Where have to pay with separate vouchers. And honey and all the good shit. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So you have to hand like three different vouchers and put them in three different. So the milk has to be on a separate charge and blah, blah, blah. It takes longer. Kids just don't notice us. Like you said, you have a candy in your hand and, sure. and whatever, you know, you're just focused on you, which is fine. You're a kid. You're not supposed to worry about that stuff. For sure. But it definitely affects you. And it, and to, to, to go through that and then like dig yourself out of it. You know, it was a huge deal. It affects you more in hindsight because you you really see the type of shit when they say like the unconditional love of a parent. You mm-hmm. see the shit 
in or you remember the shit that they went through to make sure you had mm-hmm. whatever it is you needed to have. And it's like that, whatever that is, that's awesome. That's, yeah. that's the knowledge right there. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Are you to me that, as I look at it, but I mean, it's like, and I can appreciate it more from, uh, from where I am now, now understanding, you know, being a parent myself. So like you said, you know, just being a parent yourself, you know, that those kind of values have been instilled on you now, whether, whatever it is, you know what I mean? It's, it's, it's responsibility. And I think that's awesome. I just think it's cool. We're talking about it, looking back on it. And it's just like, you know, now it's like, yeah, man, everyone has come such a far, far away on life's journey, man. Dude. Like you said, being a parent, I, I, it's why we grind, you know, like it's, For it's, sure. It's 100% why we grind. It used to be because 100%. we wanted it so bad. But yep. now it changes. Like, yeah, you want it, yeah. but you have to now. Like you, That's life, man. It changes. And that's life. And that's what's awesome about life because it's like you think you got it figured out. And you have no idea. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then, and then one day you'll be like, oh, I should have known it all. <laughs> you know what I mean? And I guess, and that's life, dude. And that's what's awesome about it. Exactly. Make it a journey. Make it a fun journey. When did, when did, uh, when did you guys start? Like, when did you meet the ICP guys and get into that whole scene? Like, and start watching that take off? Was that really early on or was it, were they already going? No, it was, uh, I want to say it was right around Malenko. Okay. Like literally right, right when it was starting to get big for them, we were with them through all of that. Like, and, and it was just amazing to see it firsthand. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's cause you, you wouldn't say step outside of yourself. Cause it wasn't ourself. It was them. And it was just like, wow, this is amazing. You know what I mean? Everything from being on a tour bus for the first time together, like, you know, like I, we celebrated a lot of our first things together and it was uh, a beautiful introduction to, to what the future would hold, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? And, and seeing how, how things can be maximized and, and, and just how dedication and hard work can pay off. Absolutely. I remember seeing like following or, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. See, that's the thing is the, the, the fan base is so loyal and, and massive. Like it's something like I would attribute it to kiss, like, like kiss fandom. Like when kiss is in town, you can drive around town and see people faces painted. Like everyone, it's like when a, when a comic con's going, I think, I'm trying to think sure. back because I was touring so much during the early 2000s. Uh, but I would, when I was in Portland and I would drive around sometimes, if I saw people like coming out of a 7-Eleven or something, faces painted, I would go to the newspaper, open up, look at Thrasher Presents, and see right. which band was playing in town that night because that sure, brought sure. everyone out. And it was I just like that. phenomenon. I was like, this is like that. crazy. Like, like that kind of, of um, devotion is For really sure. like a, people people shit on it all the time i'm sure but like because they don't understand it you know what i mean like there's there but i mean but that comes with anything though exactly. that comes with any any type of following no matter what i just think that what was built uh, what what we were what we were a part of building which was essentially a connection with a lot of people around the world, around the planet, in mm-hmm. uh, a, a fucking unspoken connection, we feel the same. We are the same. You know, it, it's it's part of being a juggalo. I think that's a lot of. But at the time, we really didn't know that we were building those pillars, so to speak. We were just doing what we were doing as we were going. But now, in hindsight, again, looking back at it, it's like some of those 
some of those records, some of those songs uh, uh, are what shaped the juggalo world Mm -hmm. and the culture, quite frankly, you know what I mean? And it's like, and that's awesome just to be a part of that anywhere, anywhere in that, anywhere in that, even in the sidecar of it. What's going on, guys? This is Dewey. I want to tell you about some new releases coming up from Equal Vision Records. As you guys know, Equal Vision Records is my family, and so are these bands. I really want you to check these out. We've got Hot Water Music with their 10th studio album, Vows, out May 10th, featuring guest appearances by Dallas Green of City and Color, Thrice, The Interrupters, and Brendan and Daniel from Turnstile. See them on their 30th anniversary tour with Quicksand in the States in May and June and Europe in November. Hotwatermusic.com for more info. We also have Be Well with their new 7-inch, A Tap I Can't Turn Off, out now. First new music in two years from this band. This band is incredible, featuring members of Battery, Bane, Darkest Hour, and Fairweather. See them on tour with I Am The Avalanche in June. Equalvision.com for more info on that. And just your general information on Equal Vision Records, you're always going to find something you like at Equalvision.com. Go there for vinyl and merch from all of your favorite bands. Check out Hot Water Music's new record and Be Well's new 7-inch now. What's going on, guys? This is Dewey from Peer Pleasure, and I want to tell you about our newest sponsor, DistroKid. DistroKid distributes your music across all online platforms. They are an amazing company. I've enjoyed working with them the last few weeks, and they're going to be with us for a while, and I really, really appreciate that. I love working with great companies, and DistroKid is one of them. Uh, They have an awesome thing they're doing right now called Splits. Now, if you're working, as most people are, online, doing collaborations with people from all over the country, all over the world, as easy as that is with the internet, uh, you want to get those people paid when you put that music online. And splits can do that. You can add an unlimited amount of collaborators to any track. You can change the splits at any time. You can add or remove collaborators at any time. You can see previous splits. And all your collaborators are going to have to do is sign up for a DistroKid membership, a DistroKid account, so they can get paid. And as always, DistroKid never takes a cut. You and your collaborators get 100% of the earnings in total. A couple other awesome things that they do is they set up an official artist YouTube channel. Uh, You can use Spotify Canvas, synced lyrics, promo card to promote your release on social media, a mini video for your socials as well. There's just so many awesome things about using DistroKid. And like I said, I don't advertise things I don't use, haven't signed up for. I have signed up for this. It is a breeze, literally a breeze. And you can get going right away. So definitely check out DistroKid. And I want to give you 30% off your first year's DistroKid membership at any level. That is distrokid.com slash VIP slash PPP for Peer Pleasure Podcast. Once again, that is 30% off your first year's DistroKid membership at any level. Distrokid.com slash VIP slash PPP. Go check out DistroKid right now. Distrokid.com slash VIP slash PPP for 30% off. Hello out there. Yes, hello out there, everyone. I'm Hal Schwartz. And I'm Flynn McClain. Together we host None But the Brave, a podcast dedicated to the music and career of Bruce Springsteen. Bruce and E Street Band are on tour right now for the first time in six years, and we're taking a detailed look at what's happening on stage in our bi-weekly episodes. 
We've also been recently joined by some very exciting guests, including rock journalist Warren Zanes and Stephen Hyden, Backstreet's Magazine founder Charles Cross, and Barstool's Kirk Menahan. If you're a diehard Springsteen fan, this is the show for you. So please subscribe to Nimba the Brave on your favorite podcasting platform, and we hope to see you further on up the road. Thank you so much! We'll be seeing you! Hey guys, this is Dewey from Peer Pleasure, and I wanted to tell you about Premium Pleasure, our premium subscription service that's available now. Peerpleasure.supportingcast.fm is the website. There's three tiers, Tier 1, Tier 2, and Tier 3. Tier 1 is $5 a month. It gets you the ad-free experience. Tier 2 gets you access to the Peer Pleasure Passcast. It gets you access to the videos of the interviews. It gets you merch discounts. Tier 3 is $20 a month. That gets you all of that. It gets you the Passcast, gets you the video footage, discounts on merchandise, and monthly Zoom calls with myself and other guests. We're going to have all kinds of stuff in there for you. There's all kinds of stuff in there for you now. There is, uh, I believe, 30 to 40 videos of these interviews. There is uh, multiple episodes of the Passcast. The Passcast is a podcast that I'd started separately that is me and another podcaster or me and a guest uh, discussing a deep dive into their favorite episode of Peer Pleasure. Um, so there's a bunch of those on there. So so-and-so and I would talk about the Chino Moreno episode. So-and-so and I would talk about uh, the Yvette Young episodes. And we would do a deep dive and tell where they came from, how we got the guest, stories of, of that weren't discussed on the podcast or maybe weren't in there. Um, it's just another glimpse behind the curtain. So that's the big deal with this premium service is giving you a glimpse behind the curtain of how the podcast is made, gives you access to things I'm doing and things that we're doing with the show, um, gives you, you know, ad free stuff. It gives you just all kinds of, of things that we could throw in there to help make it a valuable part of your month. Cause I put everything out there on this show. I put everything I have into this show. Um, so being able to give you guys that little bit of extra is a big deal to me and having your support is a big deal to me because if we don't support our artists and creatives, we're not going to have any left. So I appreciate it. Peerpleasure.supportingcast.fm is the website. Go sign up today and get some of this premium pleasure. Even the training wheels on it, whatever, just to be a part of it is, yeah. is an honor. It's, it's, it seriously is. It's an honor. And to have people still to this day, uh, still be down mm-hmm. or, or whether it came on yesterday or, but, but from that era, you know what I mean? It's like, people still be like, man, I remember when you guys first came out and you had the baby powder on your face and it was, you know, like, yeah, man, go there, go take it back. You know what I mean? It's like, it's been a journey and it's been consistent and we never stopped and we never will because we want this mm-hmm. and uh and it's it's fucking rad to be able to continue to keep doing it today dude it's it's people fear what they don't understand i think and they and they 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 do it always. always any kind of thing but then you look at someone that 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 comes out and you know talking about like you know driving down the street seeing a group of juggalos right like of course they're going to mm-hmm. say something how many times do you do does that person show up to a town and have a whole group of people come out for them? Right. Like you, you don't for have sure. that, you know, I like mean, it's, it's gotten, it's gotten to the point where now it's more of a people go to events uh, to like 
hang out with their friends mm-hmm. to, to meet up and, and, and get to click up together. Like they used to once upon a time, you know what I mean? And, and, and again, that's part of something that's therapeutic to them. That's something that's part of being a part of a family, you know what I mean? And it's, and it's awesome. It's, it's like, I, it's still done to this day. And it's just so rad. It's like people, like, I guess our parents would say, you know, like, uh, the grateful dead or something like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. People who would be attributed to tailgating and whatever. I mean, people in the car putting their paint on and, you know, bumping the music and, you know, just getting ready, man. It's a show's about to go down, dude. I'm going to catch the show. You know what I mean? We made a fucking song about it. Cause it's like, it's so powerful and it's such a part of the culture that, that it's just awesome. And it's cool to see it still happen today. So it wasn't just like a momentary thing that just, you know, kind of passed on. It's like, it's still kids still go and still do, you know, still rock out in the parking lot. And I think that's cool too, because it's also a, a thing where it's generational, like mom and dad were down since day one and now the kids are down and it's like, it's, it's awesome. It's just cool. You remember back in the day, that baby that was at the in-store? Yeah, this is him. And it's like, you know, <laughs> what's up? And you're like, what's up, homie? You know, like it's, it's, it's great to be, to just be a part of their family, to be a part of what they have going on because they're such a big part of what we have going on. So just that, again, those relationships are just priceless. Dude, it's like Slayer, Slayer fans, like the, oh, the yeah, Slayer, dude. the generational Slayer fans, like you walk through it and you see fathers and sons, mothers and daughters, like For real. the same thing with For the real, Juggalos. Like it's a rite it's, of passage or something. You yeah, know what I mean? but, exactly. But it's awesome because it's kind of like those we talked about in the beginning, kind of like those, those movie nights I had with my family, whatever it is like, like don't fight it. Whatever it is that brings you together and celebrate that time together is, is, is what it's all about. And I think that's some people find it in anything and I'm, and I'm blessed that they found it in, in stuff that we've done or do or continue to do. And, and that's awesome. Like how we would find it in, in evil dead and all those other movies, you know what I mean? It's just, or, or my Willy Wonka, it's something it's like, it's like, uh, visual chicken soup i guess for the soul yeah or something like that you know what i mean it's like it's it's a comfort food but it's not a food it's just it's a comfort vibe and yeah. i think that's awesome food for the soul man it's food it's 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 just uh yeah it's just it's just life it's just life coming in you know sure. like it's it, it the the memory it's all real man it's all real and that's one sure. thing i've seen in the juggalo community is is just the freedom like that event the gathering like Watching you watch YouTube videos of it, and it's usually some dude walking around the microphone getting people to say, like, cutting out the stupidest thing they could possibly say, and then laughing mm-hmm. about it or, or saying something under his breath to him. But you look at how much fun people are having and the freedom, and just like it, you can do whatever you want there literally, whatever you want. And that's what happens when you do whatever you want is just, just all sorts of amazing, beautiful things happening. Like, it's, it's such a interesting like sociological experiment even just seeing what happens when you put a bunch of like-minded people that are into the same thing in one big sure. field and give them no rules like, well, of I also course think it's gonna that's be cool it's like it's like it's the same thing like um we have with astronomicon it's 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 an event it's something that people look forward to people communicate throughout the months and the years and 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 keep in contact with each other and then they're like i'm going to see you at this event i'm going to see you at astro what are you going to be wearing this is the first time we're ever going to meet dude i've been hanging out with this dude or this chick online for like 3 years and i've not, you know like aside from an avatar i have no idea who this person is but we connect on so many levels it's like my best friend or you know like like and and to be able to have them have that experience at 
at the event is it's it's super important. You know what I mean? And it's like I think that's a, another part of it as well. These events become more of like a hub for reunions and 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 get togethers and and you know like that that kind of vibe like haven't seen you in it forever man let's take some pictures dude like this is the shit we're here <laughs> celebrating what we love it's great dude, it's absolutely great are your are your parents still around uh my mom is your mom is okay uh same with me my dad passed in 2019 uh, what does she what does she think about what you do does she is she into it yeah oh yeah absolutely that's awesome Super okay supportive. yeah some parents yeah, cannot be <laughs> No, 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 absolutely. No, she's super supportive and, and, and what me and Paul do. Yeah. And, uh, and, and that's awesome. I, I, I love that. That's excellent. I, I, I wanted to just ask that late, earlier on, um, when I was thinking about it, but one thing I'm thinking about with like Astronomicon, right? Like, or the, the gathering, all these events, <laughs> like when things weren't happening because of this nightmare we've been living through, mm -hmm. I was almost more sad for what was not going to happen because of it. So not that the events or the things didn't happen, but all mm. those one chance in a lifetime meetings people would have had this last For year sure. that maybe certain babies would have been born because of it. Uh, mm. You know, uh, bands would have been started, you know, like your favorite right. band is like, oh, we met at this show. That show never happened. So maybe that band will never happen. And that is such I a massive like blanket of of for sure. despair for no, me. The, the, <laughs> the pandemic really threw everybody for a hiccup and it kind of just made everybody think like, don't take shit for granted. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think I think that's what it did. Um, we were more active than we've ever been in our career because we knew that a lot of people like to have the music as an escape. And, and if you're locked in the house and you can't escape, we wanted to be there mm -hmm. to, to at least have you put the headphones on and man run. Run, run, run. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. go take take your mind for a fucking walk because I know you've been cooped up and just, you know, going through it. So it's like, um, but I think that's what it totally did. It, it it took a lot of people by storm. It made a lot of people who were extremely comfortable, uncomfortable real fast, and they didn't know how to act. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And and yeah, man. Dude, <laughs> just so much was missed. Don't take shit for granted. No, exactly. So much was missed. And I just, if I sit and think well, about it, it just drives me insane. Because like, well, what if this? Well, what if this? all these what ifs, you know, that, that will I never mean, happen. Then again, if you want to be glass half full, then you can say those are all the things that you can put on a to-do list coming up to the right and in, in, in the near future of, uh, you know, that you got to miss out or that you missed out on for and you're making up for. You know what I mean? Yeah. Dude. Treat yourself something nice, I guess. Sure. Let's let's talk about like you know going out on your own and starting your own stuff. So you've got a studio, you've got like uh, you've got your own merch merch company, right? Like you've got like all mm -hmm. this stuff in house. Were there any like huge mistakes that you that you tra traversed doing this, or did you have a pretty? I mean, you know, mm -hmm. I know you put yourself out there, but did you have like a rough like road that. with it? Or? Like, well, I was gonna say I don't I don't like to necessarily say like like uh, I don't like to say anything is necessarily a mistake. Um, I will say that we learned that, um, going with our heart and going with our gut has been one of the useful tool tools that we've, uh, utilized. Mm -hmm. Um, we do a lot of passion projects. Paul loves tennis shoes. We have our own tennis shoe. I love action figures. We have our own action figure. You know what I mean? I love comic books. We, me and Paul used to sell comic, comic books and cards and shit like that back in the day. And so we have our own comic book series now. It's like just so many so many passion projects and things that we just wanted to see to reality. And, and I think that if we didn't have that heart or, or the, or go with our gut and, and stay, you know, basically stay, stay in your lane, mm -hmm. the, 
you know, like whatever, but go 900 miles an hour, like do you, but to the fullest, I think that's been, rather than say any mistakes, I think that's been the learning process for us. And, and I noticed that when you start to look away or take your distraction away from the goal, that, that would be the only thing I would say, don't do. Gotcha, dude. That's serious. I mean, as far, as far as a takeaway of, of anything being, uh, I don't even want to say negative. I mean, because you have to have, you have to have losses. Otherwise the wins won't be important. You have to lose. Mm -hmm. You simply have to lose. You have to know what it's like to be a loser. Otherwise you'll never appreciate the W man. That's what it's all about. hundred percent, dude. Absolutely. Like there's there's no pleasure without pain because you don't know the difference, right? You, Hey, Hey, for real though. I love your outlook on this, dude. Like you're such a positive guy. Like you and I have literally never met before. So like I, I had no idea and I never know where these go. I don't make notes for these. Like, I don't know where they're going to go. And I love it. Like it's such a, you're such a passionate dude. And, and, uh, I, I, I really take a lot from this because, uh, that positivity carries over. You know what I mean? Like when we're talking I, I about, hope it does. I really hope it does. Cause we're only here for so long, man. So like, you know, give them something to remember you by. Exactly. Tell me That's about action talking. figures, man. How do you make action figures? Do you, are you like you, making them or are you designing them, having someone make them? How does this work? We, we were, we ended up working with, uh, the four horsemen who are, responsible for not the not the current but there was a run of masters of the universe toys that were like really killer and and the four horsemen were like these sculptors and painters and they like all brought their forces together and they put out some of the most i I guess i guess i would call them like visually captivating takes on he-man characters their style just everything about them was amazing uh, as luck would have it, we were able to work with them and they designed and sculpted the prototypes of the action figures that would become the knuckleheads action figures we sell now and uh, and are recently about to get in stores um, in a retail version, uh, which shit. is just fucking awesome. You yeah. know what I mean? Because, again, the, the, the progress continues. Thank God. Uh, but, yeah, man, we we were able to. Um, get them to production. We did a a few limited runs. We did like a mass run. And then we did a couple like smaller sets, like a a run of 50 of like um, the prototype versions of them. And I got to illustrate the box, which was really fun. Again, you know, passion project shit, man, just like living the dream, getting to do something you've always wanted to do because you can and, and do it with purpose. So like, you know, that's what makes it all more effective, I think. But like, um, and, and to be able to take that, that passion project and turn it into something that we now will have in retail in mom and pop stores and record stores around the nation selling a two pack of Jamie and Paul, which is cool. Yeah. It's just, it's super rad. That's absolutely rad, dude. Hell <laughs> yeah. Fucking dude. Action figure of yourself. Love How it. fucking awesome Fuck is yeah, that? Dude. And then, so you, Fuck you yeah. said you illustrated the packaging. Do you do the illustrations for the comics? No, 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 okay. no, no, no. I, I, I was able, I was able to do a cover. Uh, they, they were yeah. like, we have this variant cover, which again, with the variants mm-hmm. is super rad with that raisin hell cover. See, yep. see, yep. Yep. but yeah, man, fucking, uh, was able to do a variant cover for that. And that was pretty rad just to, just to be able to say I did it. But I like, uh, Mariana is just so talented. Uh, she is the the artist, Mariana Prescota. Forgive me if I'm butchering it. I always do Dirk Manning pens, uh, the idea and concept on my brother monoxide. Like, uh, it's, it's just, it's an amazing, it's like, um, it's like Scooby-Doo meets Cheech and Chong as far as the haunted high ons comic mm-hmm. book series. And again, just another fun thing. And it's, uh, it's, it's starting to get to the point where we're surrounding ourselves with creative minds and people that we trust. So like we entrust, like we're very, very, uh, 
very, very like safe and keep safe the idea about our, of our brand. We don't like, you know, we're very cautious in where we go. So like with Dirk and Source Point Press, who puts the comic book out, we're very trusting with them and the idea of they understand us and what we represent. And, and as far as that, you know what I mean? It's just, it's, it's just, again, a learning process to, to be able to let go because, because mm-hmm. we coming up, that might be another thing too, is micromanaging everything. You get to a point where you simply cannot micromanage everything and you have to have trust in people that are representing you. And, uh, and I think that's another thing that's been very, very successful for us is, is letting go and having trust in people that have our best interests at hand, whether it be a comic book company or a toy manufacturer or what have you. It's, it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's important. Those re- again, those relationships, man. Yeah. This all ties back to family, man. This all for ties sure, back man. to family. You have surrounded yourself and created a family that you can your trust. Your network is your net worth, brother. Exactly. Dude, that, I've not heard that one. That's great. <laughs> your, your network is your net worth because I say yeah. that all the time. Who you know, who you can trust, like it's it's Real, huge. Man. You can get to get anywhere. to a point to get to a point where you're with someone that where you do trust them because you actually understand that they understand the vision. Because mm-hmm. again, like everything that we put out is like so important to us. Like our records are like children to us, you know, like they're all special and unique in their own way. And it's just like when you when you do like licensing deals and stuff like that, you have to have that, you know, that trust. Yeah. Do you guys, do you guys, I'm sure you guys have a lawyer or a couple lawyers probably you work with for those kind of deals. Like, or are you doing them yourself? Probably. Possibly. No. He said, do you fancy yourself a lawyer? No, I know I don't. Making those deals without one is a little shit, like a little scary. Oh yeah. No, for sure. That's one person you have to build a trust. Huge. Well, that's to, to be quite frankly, that's where the level of distrust comes from is the shadiness that can happen in the record industry. Mm -hmm. And when you come to a point where not everyone is out to get you just because people may have had, may have not had your best interest at hand in the past does not mean that everyone upfront will not have your best interest as well. It just means that you need to let go of, of whatever, like shit. You know what I mean? It's like, it's, that's the biggest part. I think, dude, and, and also talking about the brand, like, like maintaining that brand, you guys have made it to a point. It seems like if you guys, you know, I'm sure it's not in the cards, but if it came down to it, say everything didn't change and go back and you couldn't do live music anymore, you have mm-hmm. so you've diversified into so many things. I mean, the rest of your life, you could be doing things you want to do. That's, That's insane. That is, that is one of the main goals. Yeah, yes. no, it's like, they say you're supposed to love your job, dude. And and it shows in, in your work. And I hope that does. I hope that rings true because if that's even 1% true, every time you see me and Paul out there doing it, you know that we're doing it for you. We're doing it because we can, and we're doing it the best we can because we know, we know every, every fucking second counts. Exactly. It's, it's, it's such a, uh, you know, they say successful people should have seven sources of income, I think is what the number is, of different Damn. revenue streams, right? Of people that are very wealthy and well off. If you look at their books, they have a lot of different. It's not just from one thing necessarily. Like the ones that diversify mm. stick around. The ones that don't seem to fade out unless, you know, it's like the Rolling Stones or something, right? Like, Right, but, right, right, right. But doing that, it just takes so much work and drive. You know what I mean? Like it's just a... a it's a it's a force of nature like it's it's to wake up wake up in the morning and do what you want to do and maybe have too much of what you want to do like oh i'm gonna put this off till tomorrow but to have that have a life like that is so incredible 
Like to, to be able to say, I'm going to get up today and do what I want to do. You know, the stress is there, but the stress is because you have Hopefully to perform. Hopefully what you want to do is what you do. Exactly. Because if so, if those two, if those two things are one and the same, you're good. Exactly. You're good. Exactly. But if what you want to do is not what you do, that's when you start pulling, <laughs> that's when you start thinning out the opportunity. Just so we're clear. But yeah, no, I totally feel everything you're saying. Yeah, it, it's true. You know what I mean? It's like, it's, it's just that a lot of people say that they want something so very badly. And then when they get it, mm -hmm. it's, you know, it's that Pandora's box kind of vibe. It's yeah. like, you, you get what, you know what I mean? And it's like, it's like to truly appreciate what you have and what you're given and what you get through the hard work and effort you put into it. I think that's what it's all about. At least that's what I've learned so far. Yeah. Have you found, have you found that, you know, getting to where you are now, you know, a lot of people get to that point and they realize, you know, if they weren't happy before, they're not happy now. I know you seem like a very optimistic guy. I don't know if you suffer from depression and things like that, but like when people get to that point, they realize it doesn't fix everything in their head mm -hmm. and they can go down doesn't. hard. Like, have you, have you found that getting to this point from what you've built that it's, it's what you hoped it would be? Um, I think that, I think that the, the progression is in the right place. I think what we mean to people is, is, is what's worth the most. Like where, where it will go, will that that's undetermined. But, but again, like to, to know in my heart that we mean so much to so many people and the feeling is mutual. That's like the most. Dude, that, that's like the most shit. Like you could say you can measure it on whatever, whatever stature or shit like that. But to know, to have people actually tell you, I was at a place in my life, dude. And if it wasn't for this, cause I have those kind of, I have those kind of engagements with other people's musics. And again, we talk the movies and all that shit. So to be that for someone else in no matter like silly putty, it'll fit in any situation, no matter what it is, they found some sort of a crutch, some sort of a fucking lifeline in what you do. Bro, that's what it's all about. Mm -hmm. Have you ever been able to say that to somebody else that did that for you? Like been able to have one of those meetings where someone, so someone meets you, tells you that story, you know, mm -hmm. which means, means a lot of people that hear it every day on tour can get for jaded sure. by it. You know, hopefully people don't, but it's something where you get told that 20 or 30 times in a month. Like it's, it's heavy shit, man, that they put on you. For sure. Have you had one of those meetings with someone you admire that much and been able to tell them that you pulled me out of this, you got me through this. Have you had that chance? I was able to say something close to that, but it was really more jargon because I was really shaky handed, but it was with Adam West before he passed from Batman. Um, yeah, man, dude. I mean, holy shit. shit. Dude. Yeah, bro. Oh, yeah, dude. Like, yes, real talk. Adam West, Batman, my fucking hero, dude. Dude. And uh, that was just awesome. But it wasn't it's, it's like you would expect it to be. You have a lifetime of things to say in like three seconds. Yep. Go. And you're like, uh, OK, thanks a lot. Mm. Click. And you're like, oh, man. So it's like I get that. Um, I've had it happen for me musically. Um, I lost my mind in Europe and, and Mary J Blige saved my world. The, the, the CD, yes, mm -hmm. the compact disc mm -hmm. saved me, dude. I listened to that shit every day and it just took me somewhere where I could be so I could be right. And it's like, so I understand what it's like to have something be there for you to make you right. Like an audio medicine. Yeah. Yeah, what, man. What happened in Europe? What, 
you see you lost your mind like <laughs> flip the fuck out no i don't know <laughs> just had a it was a different time psych- I, I don't know it was just yeah it, it was just it was it was crazy it was just uh life wasn't working out for me i, hmm. I don't know i don't know i don't want to yeah it just it was a different time and it was a very uh very dark place for me but hmm. i was able to uh pull through and do what i was responsible to do and uh yeah man it was Dude, crazy that's nuts i i uh, and mary j blige pulled you out of it Mary J. Blige, Mary God J. bless her. Yeah, shit, yeah, dude. Share my world, the record, all of it, the interludes, the intros. Her and P. Diddy sitting down, just doing it, and I would just be like, "Fuck them, fuck them all, fuck the world, fuck everybody." Spinning you all the time, like get it, dude. Like just take me away, take me away. I'm getting flashbacks to that movie Half Baked where he's like, fuck you, fuck you. You're cool. <laughs> you, I'm out. Fuck you. You're cool. <laughs> fuck you. Yep. But, know. you know, it's like shit happens, though. You know what I mean? Yeah. But it's like to, to be able to say that so so I know that it is genuine when people say it to us. Not that I would ever, ever not take it as a genuine thing for someone to take the time to express that. But I can double down and co-sign for them that that is absolutely a thing. Dude, yeah. How do you? I ask people this all the time because you seem like a you're a pretty grounded, dude. Like I love your excitement and, and your your attitude. But how do you balance? How do you balance being that person that people come up to and say those things to all the time? And and of course, like you have like a public persona, and then you have who you are outside of this. How do you balance? And I hate to use the word ego, but how do you balance the ego? When you are like when you're someone and and I've toured a lot in my life, too, where you're like in that room, everyone knows who you are, but you don't know any of them. Uh, it's a right. weird mind fuck because it is. when you go to the 7-Eleven, that dude doesn't know who the fuck you are. You're just another person. Right. Um, mm-hmm. It's like when a district manager walks into like a retail store. Holy shit. It's so and so only in that building do they hold power and clout outside there. Everyone else. How do you For balance sure. that when you're living that? for so many months out of the year i just i just try to be i try to be the person that i am which is which is i hope which i hope spills into the character and the real the person that that i am Mm -hmm. that that i feel i am and and the only time it's ever like let's be honest i'm a human being i have bad days too sure and and it's like we paul and i have both had this same shit happen to us but where you'll be in a grocery store and, you know, someone will be like, dude, are you not, not today, motherfucker, not today. <laughs> you're just like, you know what I mean? And you're like, oh shit. And then like, you know, you see them there another day and you're like, Hey man, thanks for being cool and giving me some space. Here's a fucking t-shirt and a CD. Like, I appreciate you fucking the love. I get it. Yeah. You know what I mean? But it's like, it's like to understand that, you know, people are human beings, but I also know that it's like each one of those first impressions is everything. So you don't want to come off as an asshole. So even if you are having a bad day, it's best to just try not, you know, turn that off for a second because this is something for someone. Like if, when I was meeting Adam West, if he was having a bad day, you know, it's, it's not my fault, nor would I have taken it that way, Mm -hmm. but it would have just sullied the experience. I guess, you know what I mean? Yeah. And again, it's, it's, it's apples to oranges. Cause it's two completely different, a random impromptu in a goddamn grocery store and a fucking convention or two mm-hmm. different, they're polar opposites. <laughs> I, I'm very conscious of that, but I'm just saying that normal people, people are normal. People are people. No matter if you see them on the silver screen, hear them on the radio, collect them in trading cards. They're still people. Man. I, uh, that's one thing too. You and you and uh, uh, Adam West, both character have characters. And then are real people, of course. Do you find it? Do you find it? Um, 
beneficial sometimes to to have to to have a character to kind of go into at times like where maybe you're having that kind of day and you can kind of you know you have two two realms you can exist in in a way i it's mean something a lot of people possibly, don't have i would i wouldn't i wouldn't rule it out i would say possibly i like it more to like a um like that's our uniform like that's our, you know, we're going out to they're they're playing the ring music and we're getting the paint on and we're, you know, like and we're transforming into these these personas, these people that are here to rock the house for you tonight. You know what I mean? And it's like or or to wherever we're at in theory. You know what I mean? It's like it's part of the transformation to when we get there. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So so I, I don't see it as a uh as a bad thing. I see it as a cool thing, but but I mean it's like we, you know. I mean, it's going to happen with anybody who's like that. You know, any of the guys in Kiss, I'm sure the same shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. At the end of the day, you know, dude. And there was a good while where you'd never seen them with their makeup off, which was kudos to them for that. Mm-hmm. That was that was a long time, dude. I was probably in my what early 30s before I seen them like barefaced it that it got around the you know like wow that's wow wow yeah Yeah. you know what i mean so which is cool you know what i mean and i get that and that was probably so that they could have some sort of privacy in their lives and Mm -hmm. and do things as well you know it comes it comes with the territory though so like think about those who don't paint their face Mm -hmm. you're just ed sheeran you know (laughs) in starbucks and excuse me are you ed yes yes Yes, i am am. yes i'll take a tall latte and you know like all right you know but yeah so it's like it it just comes with the territory man it's like be cool man because at the end of the day you wanted this life and you got it and these people support you and they know who you are give them the time of day give them more than the time of day give them your respect give them give them what the fuck they want to see absolutely I'm glad, I'm glad you realized that stuff, you know, like that's something like you, you did sign up for this, you know, some people don't, some people really don't. There's a reason that we've been doing this for so long. It's not because we're arrogant pieces of shit. I promise (laughs) you, I fucking promise you straight up. (laughs) Let me ask you this because I I watched a, a, speaking of kiss. So like they've Mm -hmm. been doing it a long time and now of course they have the money to do anything they want, but they still do their own makeup. They don't mm-hmm. have a makeup artist. They do it themselves. Do you guys do it yourself still? Like, Absolutely. Yeah, awesome. So like they, and they take like two hours or whatever, go in and do them. It's like a ritual every night. Oh, like, oh yeah. No. And that's why I was going to say that's, that's why I was going to literally say that there's a reason why they never hired anybody because again, that's part of their transformation. That's part of their, them getting into character. I'm sure after all these years, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? It's like, there comes a time in the day when you're like, okay, we go on in about an hour and you start getting into mindset. You know what I mean? And that is part of them. I would assume just like with us. Yeah. And, and it's like, and it's part of it. You, you control that. You know what I mean? When you're putting it on, if we're doing something different. I mean, we, Paul and I are very, very professional. We are professionals, God damn it. But there have been times when him and I have been put into some of the most impromptu situations and we have painted up quickly. And then you're like, holy shit, dude, you got like three minutes. And we're like, oh my God, it looks, no, wait, perfect. <laughs> what just happened? And we're like, yeah, man, everything happens for a reason. You know, I yeah. don't question it. I just go with it. But yeah, man. Just be liquid. Go with the flow, dude. Yeah, man. You have to. Dude. Well, man, we're like, we're right at an hour here. Like what, what's next for, for, for you and, and uh, like, what's coming up? You just had the album come out. It's doing really well. Like what's on yep. the, what's on the horizon for the rest of uh, of the year here? 
Um, let's see. Well, Unlikely Prescription is out now. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have some more videos coming out from that. We will be at New York Comic Con uh, coming up soon um, with some special announcements in support of our comic book. We talked about Haunted Highons, mm-hmm. um, the new arc, The Curse of the Green Book, um, as well as some other interesting flavor that you're not going to want to miss. I promise. I, we keep saying that to everybody. It's very, very, very groundbreaking. Um, but uh, yeah, man, just uh, uh, going out and getting back into the swing of things with shows. Um, just just taking it slow, taking it easy like everyone's doing. Just trying to get back to normalcy. Yeah. Get, get, get everything to the way because as soon as you get comfortable, they shake it up again. So again, don't stay comfortable. Uh, just, you know, and and taking it how we can get it, man. So any opportunity, you know what I mean? To, yeah. to continue to spread the word about Twisted and let people know that what we do and, and that we're here because I don't assume everybody knows us. I know they don't know us. Mm-hmm. So the fact that everybody watching this right now, if you were to tell three people that you don't know that know about us, that'll be more people that know about us. And whatever we did for you, that makes a connection with us and you, maybe it'll be for them as well. Dude, absolutely. Dude, I, I really appreciate this, Jamie. This has been awesome. I you, am bro. not disappointed <laughs> when I got hit up so I'm many times. Like you have that. to have I, I you have to have them on that. the show. You guys are gonna you guys are gonna love it. And I was like, let's do it. You know, even Charlie, Lord like, up. hey, do you wanna do it? I was like, yes. Let's do this. And uh, right on. dude, it's been fantastic. You're an inspiration and uh, I love your attitude and your work ethic and uh, and what you're doing, dude, just doing the damn thing and making some cool shit. And uh, right on, bro. dude, I, all the best of luck to you and uh, in, in the rest of the year, man. And thank you. Thank you so much for coming on. I really, really appreciate it, dude. No problem. Thank you for having me, Dewey. Awesome. Appreciate it, man. We'll oh, talk yeah. soon, my friend. All right, bro. Have a good day, man. All right. Thanks See you for later. Watching. See you. All right, guys, I hope you enjoyed that conversation with Jamie Madrox from Twisted. What a fascinating dude with a great story and just an amazing amount of positivity. Um, I don't I did not expect that, to be honest. I did not expect that much positivity, um, you know, but I mean, Jamie and he loves his fans. He loves what he's doing and he's getting to do what he wants to do for a living. I mean, that's the dream right there. I think I don't think any of us necessarily want to be doing what we're doing but the ones of us that are uh, are really blessed to do that uh, and Jamie's one of those people so thanks to Jamie for coming on thanks to Charlie for setting it up and thanks to John from Brutally Speaking for uh, having me talk to him it was not on my radar and I'm really glad it is now so uh, thank you guys for coming back week after week in this case day after day I hope you're getting your holidays ready um, it should be Friday I believe um, the Friday before Christmas well, actually, no. Friday before Christmas will be Christmas Eve. This is the week before the Friday before Christmas. Um, but hopefully you guys are sticking with this 12 Days of Peer Pleasure. It is crazy doing 12 episodes in 12 days. Uh, I feel like I don't know what to say to you at that point because uh, I've just got done saying it the day before. But thank you so much for all you do for the show, for all you do for me. And uh, I really am blessed to have you guys in uh, in my life and in the show. Um, just really appreciate it. So I'm going to jump out of here. As always, we'll see you on the radio.
Hey, you. Do you have any plans this year? Ha! How's that going? Did you get 2020? Well, welcome to a brand new podcast called 2020, where myself, Benny Goodman, and my good friends, Corey Pazin and Siobhan Cronin from the band Lost Symphony, also got 2020. And since the world ended this year, we decided why not just check in with some of our friends in the music industry and see how everyone's doing. We're going to get a candid look at life on and off the stage, as well as the mindset of some of the most successful people in the entertainment industry. New episodes drop every Sunday and Wednesday at 9 p.m. Eastern. And you can listen at Tuesday. 020-D.com, soundtalentmedia.com, or on your favorite podcast app.